The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents The Monstrous Regiment, featuring a roundtable of Dominion women seeking to honor Jesus Christ in applying God's Word fearlessly and faithfully in all callings and seasons of life, both in and out of the home, reversing the curse and smashing pagan strongholds. Are children born persons? And is the answer to that question imperative? I'm Tony Kolb, and this is The Monstrous Regiment. I recently introduced my first child into the world, exactly five weeks ago. And um, you might actually be hearing him in the background. He's sleeping right here with me. <laughs> and um, what stands out to me with that thought is the fact that God has created a unique person through me. And so I have been um, dwelling on the fact that children are born persons. And I'll explain a little bit more what I mean by that as we go on. But um, I've recently been thinking about how I, as a young girl, uh, prayed for a husband who would view children as people, not a stage of life or simply offspring. And it disturbed me, um, even as a young person, to see parents who had children as they might decide to have a dog or be pet people. Um, More recently, my mom bought me a book called For the Children's Sake by Susan Schaefer um, McCauley. And um, in chapter two, uh, Susan introduces the idea that children are persons. And I, I, I've always thought that, but I was astonished at some of the truths she laid bare. And um, I'd like to share that with you, um, listeners, as Christians, because I do believe it's incredibly imperative. So the author proclaims that children are persons, um, something that I felt to be true from childhood. She challenges the reader to an experiment of respecting a child, uh, to get to know that child. She assures her readers that this child is a separate individual with value in who he is and not just who he will become, and that we are the ones that will be benefited and challenged and surprised. I really feel that that's true. I spent one week with a group of four siblings watching them while their parents were away, and I was fully immersed into their world. Uh, I was with them uh, day and night for that week. And it certainly wasn't um, always easy, but I learned who each child was. Their weaknesses, their strengths, their desires, their needs, their capabilities, their character. And I fell in love. There were days I asked God to show me that I wasn't at war with the five-year-old. Excuse me. Um, I asked God to give me a continual refreshing love for them. I was really tired, and um, we were together nonstop uh, day and night for that whole week. But I learned to relish the personalities. 
The five-year-old came to help me make breakfast every morning because he desired to be helpful. The 18-month-old delighted in making me laugh. The older boys enjoyed making tea in the evenings as we read together. I fell in love with who they were. It, it really taught me how each child truly is an individual. I, I don't wish to romanticize children into some unrealistic portrait of singular perfection, but, you know, they are human beings, but that's my point entirely. They are human, individual, as valuable as adults. Our adulthood and knowledge uh, do not make us valuable. It is our very humanity, the fact we were created in the image of God, that gives us our value. And if this be true, children ought to be treated equally as valuable as an adult. I remember believing this as a 10-year-old. I couldn't articulate this thought clearly, but I told my mom that I disliked being treated as a little child. I didn't realize at the time that adults weren't treating me as a little child, but actually as a subpar human being. I remember relating a story to my mom of an authority in my life talking down to me. He treated me as a small kitten and patted me on the head, used tiny vocabulary words, pretended interest when he wasn't. My ten-year-old mind simply categorized this man as a fraud, a fake. (laughs) Children are intelligent. I personally believe they can spot a hypocrite more easily than most adults can. If we do not value a preborn child or toddler or the 10-year-old, we will never value them correctly, even when they reach adulthood. For we will be valuing what they can give or what they portray instead of who they are, which we should have valued from the very beginning. It stands out to me that our society is obsessed with making children into a good product, or at least a satisfactory presentation of a good product. Parents push their children towards measuring up to standards the world expects. Parents are often bent on molding their children into loyal subjects of their own opinions, religious beliefs, political views, and so on. The capabilities or needs of a child are rarely considered. We see this as early as the preschool age. My mom worked in a preschool for a few years, and I remember her disagreeing with one teacher who continually corrected the children on their coloring projects. The teacher would tell the preschoolers that they were doing it wrong if they colored the sky orange or the flower stems blue or the sun pink. She was dictating what the children had to think and portray. She was depriving them of their own initial thoughts and interpretation. Of course, that's a pretty small example, but this sort of mindset leads to devaluing the personhood of young minds. It robs children of their individuality. Adults have tried to fit children into a grid. In an effort to create structure, they have boxed in the creativity and individuality of a child. They have cramped the opportunity of greatness by expecting so very little. There is nothing predictable or mechanical about a child. This worldview that children are machines to be dominated and manipulated has led to abuse of children. Not only have they been dehumanized on an educational level, but physical and mental and the spiritual level. Children who do not meet the society's standard of health are often sedated, medicated, 
and put in special classes, or worse, wards or institutions. The child who fails to reach an expected goal by an expected age is labeled and treated as handicapped or slow. Truth is hidden until the child is old enough to understand and bright minds are left in the dark. Is it any wonder why Christian children are leaving their churches and and family values once they reach young adulthood? It is this very mindset of devaluating their individuality that pushes them away. Their value has been measured on what they are allowed and not allowed to do and how faithful they are to stay within the grid. I'm not claiming a world of no absolutes. I'm simply pointing out the danger of robbing children of their individuality. We've organized the humanity out of our children. They've been reduced to living a step-by-step childhood and a five-star Christianity. Parents rob themselves of the adventure and wonder of childhood when they give their stewardship over to experts and treat their children like a stage of life instead of people. I've observed children being yelled and screamed at by parents who were embarrassed by their public behavior. I recently watched a young father tell the group of adults that his five-year-old boy was a wimp. The little boy was standing nearby, listening. How damaging is that? I watched a grandma display a grown-up temper tantrum because she was unhappy with her toddler granddaughter. All one has to do is go to their local grocery store to watch adults treat children in ways they would never dream of treating a fellow adult. It's sad, but it's true. I've also observed healthy children. Children who can look adults in the eye with confidence. Children who are competent, educated, and innocent. They are creative, helpful, and passionate. What I've consistently found is that their parents treat them as individual persons. The children are answered, given attention, included, played with, treated seriously. Normally, the parents seem at ease with their children, creating messes and noise and fun. Relationship has been established between adult and child. Children are not just persons. I believe children are persons from conception. If we adults believed that, there would be many more happy, productive, healthy children in this world. I am persuaded to call out adults who treat children poorly and to also encourage others who simply need a refreshed spirit of how valuable people truly are. I think this is um, incredibly imperative to us as Christians, as kingdom seekers, as fellow image bearers of God, that we are consistent in our belief that, that people are valuable no matter their skin color, no matter uh, their race, no matter their age. Um, I think it's imperative that we, that we stay consistent in that belief. I think it's also imperative because children are valuable. They are as worth our respect as any adult. Because what makes an adult precious is the same reason that makes a child precious. God's value. He bestows equal value on men, women, and children. Um, It's imperative because if we consider children less than a person, the results have horrifying consequences, such as parents believing they own their child and can take advantage of their child's dependency on them, or even all the way to the murder of a pre-born child. 
I think it's imperative because we fail to function as the church when we belittle a member of the body. What happens to the body when the hand says the body has no need of the eye? Children are definitely members of the body. So what does this look like practically? Believing that children are people, that they're equally valuable. I think when our mindset is correct, our actions will correctly follow. But here's what I think we would see from people who value the personhood of children. We would see um, authorities recognizing that they are under the same moral laws as children and teaching children instead of ruling over them in tyranny. Uh, they would be, believe that rules are not arbitrary, but that we're all under God's authority. Instead of over-clean, over-entertained, over-scheduled, over-structured little children, we would have children who we um, would see being given the opportunity to be children, to play, to imagine, to simply be. We'd see parents who serve instead of grudgingly fitting their child somewhere in their agenda. We'd see educators um, who would be happy to allow children to express themselves. Children would be rewarded for doing their best, not graded for how many times they failed. Children's authors would provide strong, fun, inspiring books without watered-down vocabulary or messages. We would find children who had a relish for life, who loved reading and learning and being, who had a love for others, including younger and older people than themselves. They would accomplish great things because no one told them they couldn't. They would break the norms and molds and minute expectations that currently hold so many back. We'd see Christians standing for the preborn children. We'd see Christians who would be flooding orphanages to adopt the fatherless and needy. Grandparents who would bestow their experiences and wisdom to the young. We'd see parents who admonish and cherish and invest in public and private. I believe that God sees children as valuable and so we should as well. We know that he knows children even before they are conceived. We know this because of examples in the Bible like Jeremiah. He was known before conception. In Jeremiah 1.5 it says, Before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. We know that Paul was chosen before conception. Galatians 1.15 says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace, to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, and we also know that David was designed before conception. Psalm 139.16 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. In thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God makes it pretty clear that children are a heritage of the Lord, that the fruit of the womb is his reward, that children are like arrows in the hand of a mighty man, that the man who has many of them is happy. Uh, we know that his children will be like olive plants around his table. I believe it's pretty obvious through scripture that God desires to give his children good things and that he desires to bless us with children, which implies that children are good things, that they're blessings. 
So if we had the mind of God, we would see children as valuable even at conception, even before conception, and that we would see them as persons and as blessings, and um, we would treat them as such. I can't help but think of the story when the disciples are trying to uh, tell the children to go away, and Christ rebukes them and says to let the little children to come to him. Obviously, Christ valued children. So, how do we effectively change our culture's perception of children? I think it starts with us. It starts with our own heart. We need to literally repent of treating a people group as lesser human beings and ask God for a new heart towards children. He will transform our minds and give us a zeal for the innocent and tender beings given to our stewardship. We also need to stand up for these children, to speak up when they are mistreated in front of us. That might look like saying something to a grandparent in Walmart who is screaming at a child, or getting involved with an anti-human trafficking coalition in your state, or adopting a child, or renewing your heart towards your own children. I think the opportunities will be endless, and the opportunities will open up when our hearts and eyes open. Having the right heart is honestly most of the battle. And truth says, children are valuable. Children are persons. Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Regiment. We hope this podcast inspires and equips you to go and exercise dominion for Christ's kingdom. Terrible as an army with banners. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.